welcome to the Mother Love Podcast. This is Claire Larson, your host, and this project was made possible because of the support of Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies, the Montana Coalition. Mother Love was created to promote healing, connection, and shared wisdom through stories. Like any given day spent parenting, each episode brings a balance of tears, laughter, wonder, and surrender. When it comes to parenting, no one should go it alone. On Mother Love, we see you, we hear you, we're in this together. Hi, Mother Love listeners. Claire here. <laughs> I, I'm so excited to be here with Brooke today. Brooke is our producer, and here's why I'm excited. <laughs> we are going to try to do a lighthearted episode of Mother Love. And the reason that I'm laughing while I'm saying that is because I one time I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast, We Can Do Hard Things, right? If you don't it. know of it, then I love please, it. for the love of God, listen to that podcast. It's so good. But they were getting like a bunch of feedback from people when they first started the podcast that people were like, it's so heavy. Yes. <laughs> and so they were like, let's try to do a lighthearted episode. And that episode is hilarious because they like try, but they keep going down these like paths that that, that lead to like inevitable like sadness and grief and processing like hard emotions. And at the end, they're like, listen, we named the podcast We Can Do Hard Things. So like it's going to be about hard Hard things. things. Right. And so like I was on my way here today to record with Brooke. I was thinking that might happen to us. Well, yes. But prob- we're going to give it a go. Yes. And we are going to probably try to balance this episode with the full range of human emotions. Yes. So I like that you brought me in as like the comic relief. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, our working relationship. Okay. So Brooke is our producer yes. on the podcast. And I thought it would be a brilliant idea to do an episode called behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. This will actually be a series and we're going, I'm going to interview a few people from the HMHB staff ah, and okay. do some air quotes behind the scenes interviews with a few of us because, you know, everyone has great stories. Everyone has wonderful personalities who I mm-hmm. work with and Brooke and I's working relationship is really funny like it we is do, we do funny things i don't i wouldn't call it like an ordinary professional working relationship i wouldn't either and we text each other at odd hours and just we, like clearly skittles in my mailbox for my children it's amazing actually it's like one of my favorite working relationships ever it's pretty fun <laughs> um we have to pass like the sd card for i'll just i'm just gonna get funny about this yeah. so so for after I record an interview, we ha- I have to pass the SD card to Brooke so that she can edit. And we often do that by texting each other uh, the mailbox emoji. And that means like it's like top secret. Yes. Like, w- like we're like kids like dropping off like a secret note or something like meet me at the tree fort. But I drop it off in the mailbox and then Brooke knows it's there. But a lot of times if I know that like the kids have been sick or going through a hard time or it's a holiday, like I'll include a little goodie in there just because it's fun. Because and you're so, awesome. Oh, oh, and so stuff like that. And just like there will be, you know, moments where Brooke's like, oh, I'm stuck at like the eye doctor. <laughs> and we just we have these like they're working, but they're also mom moments where yes. you're like, why do they leave you in the ever loving eye doctor <laughs> office when you go there with your children? Like Forever. they're like, hello, thank you for being here on time. If you were late, we would have canceled your appointment. Let us put you in this room with nothing. While you waste away what? and die. <laughs> and your child is like, am die. I ever going to eat food again? Right. Like- and you're like, no, probably not. <laughs> and then the doctor comes in and gives you like a full four minutes of their time. Yes. And then you're, you're on just your like, way. man, that was a lot for not a lot. Anyway, so that kind of stuff happens all the time. And so we're it's the classic tale of like, we're friends. Mm-hmm. We work together. We're both moms. We get it. Brooke knows me like even though we don't hang out Mm -hmm. she listens to my stories and deepest darkest secrets every week Mm -hmm. you know and so it's it's kind of fun to have you on because I feel like this is going to be a really natural conversation I agree and you have stories to share that like I you get to hear my stories all the Mm -hmm. time but I don't get to hear yours that much I know I'm I'm nervous I don't like I I love hearing other people's stories I'm always like oh I get awkward when it's my story yeah yeah I know and it's okay everybody does there isn't ever a single person 
that I invite to be on the podcast who doesn't tell me like, "Eh, I'm actually really nervous. I don't know if I want to do it. (laughs) And then I have to be like, okay, but you're going to. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't force people, but I kind of do. Right. And I'm very open. I feel like I'm because I do another podcast and I've done podcasts before and I am very open book. I mean, I don't I like sharing stuff because I do. uh, I want stories to be told. So, you know, I can't be do as I say, not as I do. So I I am fine with sharing I think it's more of like the sharing part that I get kind of weird about because I'm never yeah I don't know I wrote bullet notes just because I feel like in the moment I'm always like what did happen during that yeah (laughs) yeah well and I was just talking to someone about how it's really interesting when you are in a role of like you've been in journalism you've Mm -hmm. been in news you like you develop this trait where you do kind of have like a a certain like degree of separation from what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so like when I'm interviewing a lot of times that I'll be able to go into like a really hard story of my own, but not really get that emotional about Mm -hmm. it because I have, I'm sort of presenting or like performing in a way, like I'm still being genuine and authentic and sincere. And there are moments where I like have to stop and let the tears come a little Mm -hmm. bit, but it's oftentimes not until I like, listen back that it really hits me yes and so so I think you're that way too like you like we come up with this way of um, compartmentalizing almost compartmentalizing yeah 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 yeah. and so so then it feels vulnerable Mm -hmm. to be the one who's like okay now I'm gonna ask you very directly (laughs) yeah to talk about some things that were challenging yeah just some everyday things too so Mm -hmm. so maybe let's start with just like what happened at your house this morning? Oh, goodness. This morning. Yeah. It's, well, so. Well, and so wait. So I know your kids is ages, mm-hmm. but like nobody knows okay. about your family. So, let's so start there. yeah. So my kids are seven and five. My oldest is a boy and my youngest is a girl. And they're uh, the youngest is in preschool. And then the oldest is first grade. And so we get ready, you know, in the morning and shuffle off to schools. We had. My husband, Kyle, his uh, grandmother's 80th birthday is over the weekend. And so tons of family have been in town and we've been staying up late. The kids have had no schedule. They've been playing with cousins. And as you know, when that happens, kids just kind of like free for all. And then getting back into a schedule is one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. And then so and the other night, if you live in anywhere in the northern hemisphere, we got to see the northern lights and I woke my son up at like 10 like 10 something and we're on the roof till 11 and I was just like oh my gosh he's not slept right several days in a row and so the mornings these last two mornings today's Tuesday Monday Tuesday have been just brutal yeah <laughs> oh you know how it is it's yeah. just like and since having kids I'm a type a person so since having kids it has become very clear that I'm a very military style person <laughs> where like I like to just go okay this is what we do when we wake up we do this do this do this but then I realized I was turning my son into this robot <laughs> don't want to do that and so I have backed off I don't try and you know, do the time thing. We're late, we're late, we're late. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I've gotten better over that over the years. And so now by being a little more lax, I'm like, okay, we really have to go. Yeah. <laughs> and that feeling, I'm just like, I am now forcing you out the door. And then in the car, I'm always like, let's turn on some jams so we erase what mom just did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you do that? That's a pretty good strategy. I turn on, it depends on like how the morning went. I'm either like, let's turn on some pump up music because we're all still asleep. Or I need some like, very zen because I flipped out at the door. <laughs> like, as I'm trying to Enya get, yeah. morning, yes. everybody. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, my children are going to completely, I feel like they do run on music. Like whatever they play when they get home, I'm like, oh, I see that's yeah. how your day has gone okay yeah yeah uh, we have a we have a pretty strict policy in our house that that is that if whoever gets we take turns every other day mm. someone gets to ride shotgun ah. so like whoever's turn it is in shotgun you forfeit the right to choose music oh. and the person who's riding in the back seat gets to be dj oh i like that school. i have to remember this this mostly works okay <laughs> except, except for 
if someone in the backseat chooses a piece of music that someone in the front seat hates, <laughs> then there's like a lot of upheaval. But oh, then, no. then I have to enforce the rule of like, you don't get to just like ruin the song and be like, I hate this song, like yeah. the whole way to school. So then that's a whole other battle. And sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, and yet in yes. my brain, yes. and I'm just telling myself like, don't re- like don't react Claire yes like, just breathe it's gonna be okay it's only a five minute drive like don't jump out of the vehicle like it's gonna be all right but it's really intense and this morning we were listening to Macklemore thrift store of course Heck yeah great jam everyone agreed that this was a good song mm-hmm. there were, there's lots of questions in this song yes. why does he want to wear grandpa clothes $50 t-shirt like what like everyone agrees that that's uh, a, not a good yeah. deal yeah. but we need to talk about it. But so I don't know. I mean, mornings are just funny. They're like they're intense. And at my house, it usually is like pretty chill. Mm-hmm. And then at like same with you, like at eight Starts o'clock, to speed up a little at eight o'clock. Yeah. Like I'm like, how have we just been chilling for right. the past 50 minutes? Yes. And now we're now it's like a like scramble complete crazy yeah. mess to get <laughs> yes. into the car on time. But yeah, that's how totally. it goes every day. Uh, yeah, uh, I know. I yeah, ours is chill until it's not chill. Yeah. And then, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyways, and so. it's always different at our house. I don't know. Like my like my son, he'll walk or ride bikes with the neighbors, his friends, and then sometimes Kyle will take him. So it's always, it isn't exactly always routine. Mm-hmm. He's semi, not a robot. Semi, and he's not a robot. Thank God, because I actually did worry that I was turning him into a robot. So we were going to talk about other behind the scenes stuff. And mm-hmm. so another morning thing that happens that I'm always just like amazed by. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about this. And I'm wondering if listeners have this experience. My kids are 10 and 8. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how brushing teeth goes at your house. Ugh. But like one thing I'm just amazed by and I continue to be amazed by is like the toothbrush situation and the sink situation. <laughs> like, Okay. There's a couple of things. And the mirror. But yeah. And the mirror. Yeah. How? <laughs> like, what is happening <sighs> when people are spitting out their toothpaste? Like, it's like Dexter in there. I but know. like, but with toothpaste. And like, what happens when you're putting toothpaste on your toothbrush? Like, does it just take on a life of its own? Like, why do we need that much? Yes. Then why do we need to discard so much of it into the sink and like smear it on the sink? Oh, it's so gross. This and is one yeah, of my... Yes. I know. And like, and it doesn't matter how many times I... You tell them. ...ask that we have a different method Wait, are they still doing this? They're so still doing this. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I was thinking there would be... Tell you. Like the but next... your kids might... It might not. No, it, it will. It might get better. They're still... Kendall's eight and she's much more tidy than Kyla. Kyla, I think it's sort of like a science experiment every morning. Like it's sort of like similar to slime like for her. So she enjoys like, I think she enjoys like seeing... I don't know what's happening. Something's in there. happening. It seems my, to be some yeah. sort of experiment. My kids have problems with the mirror. They get okay. in the mirror and then they're just like, "Ooh, I'm gonna perform to myself," and that is my problem. I come back and I'm like, "Have we brushed teeth? Why are we singing to the mirror? We're still singing to the mirror or making faces." I feel like it's here's my face. Oh, I didn't know it could do that. <laughs> I know. And those are the moments that you're like, I know that I'm gonna look back and be like, "That was so cute when my kids used to do this." But like right now, we should have been in the car four minutes ago. See, yeah. And so like it's it's that thing about momming again where you're just like, okay, I love you. This is really cute. But also we're going to be late. Like all the things. Oh, my gosh. Bedtime gets worse. I yeah. swear the mirror gets worse at bedtime. Because he's been like, I'm going to take the mirror out. The mirror is gone. Or he'll put something over the mirror. Like a, a towel, a That's giant amazing. towel over the mirror. That is how bad it is. That's in there. so funny. It's such oh a gosh. weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. does everybody else have this problem? Like, we don't have a mirror that the kids can really see in the bathroom. Like yeah. it's kind of up high. So they don't, we oh. don't have that problem as much. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But Kyla. Okay. And then we'll move on. Sorry. But this is, this is like, <laughs> this, this is, is what I mean about lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Kyla yesterday, it's in terms of performing while we should be doing bathroom things. Mm -hmm. Kylie yesterday, for the love of God, everybody, I thought I was going to survive parenting. I'm 10 years in. (gasps) Kyla decided to purchase a recorder from school. Oh, no. Like, do we all remember hot cross buns and Mary had a little lamb on the recorder? Like, when I was a kid, you just got, like, you rented one. They, like, like, and you used it while you were in music class. And then you left it. You didn't bring bring it home. (laughs) Because they care about 
parents' sanity. But Kyla brings it home, so all night it's, oh. it's the recorder. And like I'm like texting my mom, like, Mom, I might lose it. And she's like, I know, but like it's cute, right? <laughs> she's so passionate it's about cute, it. Right? <laughs> Maybe. So this morning, you know, yeah. it's eight oh eight. We're we should be brushing teeth and the with the recorder. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, Kyla, I'm going to throw it in the street if you don't put it down and brush your teeth. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. So yeah. that was the, that was the distraction this morning was like we just we just were trying to nail that part of Mary had a little lamb. That's like a little <laughs> bit more challenging. <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I see that. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, oh. we we made it. We miraculously oh. made it on time. You and I both have to go through that same stoplight mm-hmm. that has become like 12 minutes long if you hit it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So if we make it through that, we're to school on time. Right. If we don't, we're like Oh, my God. You're late. like, and you can see it. And you're just like, I can see the school. It's right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 So, that's awful. Yeah. We, we yeah we made it on time oh. and i always want someone to come out and give me like a round of applause yes a big hug and yes. a trophy like and then, every yes, time exactly <laughs> today i got out of the car and just was like got on my son's level and i was like i love you this was a rough morning yeah. it will get better and yes. he just like left i was like well at least we had that moment yeah. it's fine yeah <laughs> like, there's sometimes you have to do repair before you send your kids right. off to school. There's not a lot of hard mornings where like everyone, including me, walks away in tears. And yes. I'm just like, there that are did those not times go just, well. Yeah. And you look around and like other parents seem to be like, fine, fine. <laughs> yes. And like, I packed you an extra cookie in your lunch. And you're just like, what, what happened? Like, but we know all parents struggle yes. and everybody has. We just I've, I've had yeah. the extra cookie morning too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sometimes I don't. So yeah, yeah. but it, it is those moments. Okay. So that was morning. <laughs> I felt like that was like a very extensive description, but that's fine. But but anyway, so, okay. So then another thing that's been happening to you a lot, and Mm -hmm. I think it would be good to talk about Mm -hmm. this before we go into some more like background Mm -hmm. past stuff of Brooke and, and mom stuff is like, it's been a pretty rough season of sickness Mm -hmm. for a lot of families I know. I have this theory too. I mean, obviously elementary school or school in general. Kindergarten, when my son went to kindergarten, that was the worst I've ever seen. Well, except for when he went to daycare when he was four months old. Other than that, that was the worst time in child in child raising history for me that we had to deal with illnesses Mm -hmm. because it was right after COVID. So he was after COVID when everybody started going back to school again and in kindergarten. So he's all these other germs. That was terrible. And then actually I thought this year was doing better, but I think the way, because kids don't get outside, they Mm -hmm. get like what, 20 minute recesses four times a day or something like that. I feel like they're inside so much. We had like a little peak of spring right. and then we were back to winter yeah and now all of a sudden i'm like oh we're all sick again here yeah. we go yeah it correlates yeah with, right with but i feel it. like there's been a lot of back and forth where we're like i'm like mm. hey Brooke, can you do this I today know. and you're like uh, i've got three <laughs> pukers yeah in my oh house my and then and then you're like hey claire we're back in action and, and i'm you. like i've got two pukers <laughs> up today and not yeah. feeling great myself and it's been like that with like everything like with everyone that has kids like there's been this staggering effect this year of like somebody's down right like and totally. not not just like your respiratory like mild cold but i actually Ugh. start i i don't know if this is healthy or not but i feel like i started to do a thing where i feel myself getting sick mm-hmm. and instead of being like oh i think i feel something coming on i just go i'm not sick yes like the mind <laughs> over matter thing my I, kyle tells me to do that all the time and i'm like i try that <laughs> I don't think it's good. Like, I don't don't necessarily think it's good. Oh, and we both talked about, okay, this is going to get a little graphic. So if anyone's eating and listening, like maybe, I don't know, come back or something. But we both talked about that we had the, you have a bunk bed situation at your house. Oh my God. Oh my God. Anyone else who has a bunk bed. And if your child has puked from the top bunk. Oh my God. At the top. Okay. So here's the problem with the top. The top, they can't get down like they can't get down in time but here but here's the problem with the bottom the bottom is like it 
it's like a cave situation and it's everywhere it was like the exorcist with my daughter which by the way again like if you have girls that is like i will never let her sleep with her hair down she will have it braided or back in some sort of because the one time she was like had it down i was like well oh i guess i'll just put you in the shower and try and hose you off i don't know those moments and you're like you had to like launch out of bed because yes. you heard it like yes. and try to make it on and, and, you, then, try. and oh, you try and it's everywhere and your little one's just like but i need you <sighs> yeah. it's, it's so gross oh but my they, god but they really need you to stay but right. for me it was from the top bunk the projectile vomiting that then because it went so like it off the top down splashed from oh the bottom god. all over Oh and I God. like I spent I don't know there was some deep cleaning that went on I just, that next I day I ended up throwing I, I told Kyle I was like don't even save that throw in the garbage take it outside like, burn, the, it. burn it like, I am not so, there was one time I was like that comforter will oh, never sure. come back I cannot get that like, no that's never no that is gone it's so making us. me kind of sick sorry we should no. probably no yeah. okay oh, we should but anyway on. I do think that's a particularly <laughs> unique situation that if you have a bunk bed as a parent just you've FYI. probably been in or if you do yeah. it just no. if you haven't got one just so you know that's a scenario that you maybe attach like a pulley system some with a sort bucket. of yes <laughs> yes Okay, and now we're going to take a little turn into like mm-hmm. not def- not more serious land, mm-hmm. but let's just get a little more history about okay. Brooke and mm-hmm. who who you are, mm-hmm. where you came from, how this momming journey started yeah. for you. So tell yeah. us about like where you grew up. Hmm. Okay, well I am from North Carolina. My mother's family had farmland, so we grew up. When I say this, it sounds like I'm really, really deep south, but my, but my, my mom's brothers and sisters were all on the same street. And so my cousins were like, you know, we could walk to their house. My grandmother's house was across the field. You didn't have siblings, right? I do. You I do? have a sister. She's 11 months younger. So we're oh Irish twins. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, so I was close to my family, really close. I grew up, or I uh, went to college at the beach UNCW and then I after that I I went into broadcasting and that led me to Montana so that's how I got here was mm-hmm. television journalism I didn't know anybody that Did was you crazy to yeah was there From, a job opening yeah I had okay. been applying at jobs all around the country and to think that you know I could have ended up anywhere I applied in Hawaii I applied in Alaska yeah and it just happened to be Helena, Montana, where they offered me the chance to be an anchor and reporter. And that was where I went. Crazy. And I fell in love with Montana and met and fell in love with my husband. Yeah. There too. <laughs> yeah. And but this is kind of crazy. My dad, his brother had lived in towns in Montana uh-huh. and worked at the grain, the grain, like the mm-hmm. right there in Townsend, you know, and my dad had moved out here to work for him for a little bit when he was younger. So when we came out here, I was like, whoa, like my uncle lived in Townsend. My dad worked here and lived with him for a little bit. Yeah. And it was just wild. like a weird. I was like, what are the odds? That's like, I mean, being from North Carolina, you know, to have somebody that had lived in Townsend. That's just a very. Well, especially when none of your family like ever <laughs> anywhere. Right. Well, yeah. So my my that was my mom's side. My dad's side, they're all military. So they obviously like. Oh, right. My okay. dad uh, lived in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. He was stationed there. He was stationed in Puerto Rico. Then what? Where did Kyle come into the so, picture? OK, I met Kyle through mutual friends, actually. Mm-hmm. And at the time he asked for my number, I was dating somebody else. But also, I was while I was dating, mm-hmm. it wasn't really ever anything serious because I was mm-hmm. working so hard at my job. You know, my off days, I got called in. I worked overtime almost every single day. And my career was my top priority. I wanted to move up the ladder. Yeah. So then later, when I was not seeing anybody, Kyle came back in the picture and we just hit it off. You know, he, he makes me smile and laugh and he was super adventurous and he, you know, even though we were both really busy, he was a wildland firefighter in the summer and a professional snowboarder in the winter. We both, you know, were okay with not having all the time together. We were able to just you know, focus on what we needed to focus on. And we were both there for each other through, you know, we'd email each other and, you know, 
it was just, I, I still have those emails to this day and they make me smile because it was just so just natural the way we communicated with each other. He lived in Truckee in the winter. Oh, yeah. I visited him in Reno or in Truckee and flew into Reno. Loved it there. Let me see what I can do. And I ended up getting a job in Reno and moving oh, there, living in Truckee for a little bit. And then, yeah, long story short, we bounced around a little bit more and then came back and lived in Bozeman. And that's where we got engaged and then later married. So that's how it all, all the pieces kind of fit together. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you are pregnant. Yes. Oh my God. At so, some point. Yeah. So Kyle and I like to travel a lot. Uh-huh. We do. We love backpacking, traveling. And we went to Nicaragua on a surfing trip that was our honeymoon because we we were working a lot. And so af- we didn't go right after our wedding. We had to wait. And while we were there, I, I like the third day in, I was just like, oh, I cannot paddle. Like I can't paddle out. Some- and they, I remember being on a boat and they were like, here, drink a beer because I w- couldn't paddle out. So I'm just mm-hmm. like drinking beer. I'm like, I don't feel good. And then I got this like violently ill sickness. And I remember being at this place. We were, we're in the middle of nowhere, Nicaragua on the beach. Mm-hmm. When I say it's remote, there is nothing. Yeah. It took three hours for us to get there. Yeah. Through nothing. And so I'm just sick, dying in the shower, just running water over me because I'm vomiting everywhere. Aww. I know this is so in-depth. Yeah. But, and then these guys like bring me a plastic bag, a Ziploc bag of tons of pills. I'm dying. And I, I don't even know what I'm taking, but I'm trying to take these things. And then finally- You just took them? Yeah, well, it, they were so- <laughs> <laughs> they were not like they were legit like they were okay. actual like um i'm picturing like a giant like gallon freezer like ziploc like unlabeled of just like loose pills there were loose pills but the, it was from a couple that had been there and gotten sick okay so they they had been there before and they were like oh this is what we had last time it's just like anti-nausea yes anti-nausea okay. all of that okay. and so i took it <laughs> And I'm still sick and I'm just like, I think I'm dying because I'm not even able to drink water. And so we called for a cat because we had taken a bus. Yeah. When oh, you travel, no. you know, like yeah, in yeah, other yeah, countries. Yeah. yeah. And we do it cheap. We travel yeah. cheap. Like yeah. we were staying at hostels. Yeah. And we had taken a bus. And I was like, I can't yeah. do that back. Like to get For sure. I can't. For sure not. I was like, I don't know if I'll even make the like Kate chartered oh, man. car ride back. Yeah. And so, yeah, we get home. And I remember going to the doctor back in the States and I was just like, she's like doing all these things. She's like, are you pregnant? Oh, oh that's a thought. That's a thought. <laughs> On my mind, I had got this Nicaraguan parasite, like just right. eating me alive yeah. from the inside, which technically, I mean, it was a baby. So yeah. I felt like, you know, you think you're an adult and, oh, I keep track of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I how still... Do, how do you... <laughs> For me, when that happened, I felt like very immature and just stupid because it's like, duh. It just hadn't occurred to you that that could happen on your honeymoon. (laughs) Yes, right? I know. And then, yeah, so it took a test. I was like seven weeks at that point. So it had been before I had gone on the honeymoon, I had gotten pregnant and just didn't have any idea. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Was was Kyle with you at the appointment? No, he wasn't. (laughs) And I, I went to CVS and picked up oh, prenatal, prenatal vitamins, vitamins yeah. and I just Cute. set them on the table. Yeah. I don't even know how to do this. Yeah. It was such a, I mean, it wasn't that we had not talked about having kids right. or anything, but we literally we're not planning to do it that soon, yeah. you know? Right. So yeah, it was, it was all good though. It was like, it was super happy and he was super happy, but it yeah. was just like, uh, well, yeah. what do you know <laughs> yeah did you stay pretty sick oh so i had yeah. hg which oh. is a hyperemesis oh yeah okay. like gravidarium or i can't yeah. even say it. i've still to this day just say hg yeah so i got really really sick and i was working full-time so it was having to call out of work some businesses i feel like are really really great with that summer and i work in a business where it's like imperative that i'm there like every day working my share you know and i was just like not able to and it got it got so bad i just couldn't keep anything down like the entire pregnancy it was terrible yeah so i yeah that was not what i because i had never seen anybody go through that you know like i had friends who had been pregnant but they never you know, at the time, the ones that I had seen go through it hadn't experienced any of that. You yeah. know, they had the morning sickness. But like what I was going through, I was like, something is wrong, yeah. you know, but the baby was super healthy. My baby was super healthy. And, you know, other than that, for me, I was doing fine. It was just 
making everything else like 10 times harder. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, it did. It sucks. Did you know, like, at a certain point, did you know that you, is there a way to know that you have that? Or did you kind of keep thinking, I, like, maybe this will get better? I kept and thinking, I just never did. Right. So I, I have this mentality of like, I'll be fine. Yeah. It must just be, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe this is what it is and I'm just, got to deal with it and I remember at one point I was I'm not drinking and like the doctor had said like we need to get you an IV oh okay this is really really I'm bad. not fine yeah. I'm not fine yeah and so then that was when I started realizing like this is something worse you know and then right. that's when the HG came in yeah didn't know what it was somebody yeah. was like oh that's what like Prince Sonto Williams had, something yeah. not like famous something I don't know yep still don't know what that is yeah <laughs> and so yeah. yeah I've actually never known anybody who has had that oh if all the see, pregnant women after I the know. fact I found out other people who had it yeah like after me saying right. stuff uh then I had another friend who mentioned it and I was like gosh Never heard of that. Didn't realize how bad it was because I kept going, gosh, maybe I can go to work and then I'd just die. And I, it was just, yeah. it was bad. Went through the pregnancy with that and then had the baby. And it was like a 27, 28 hour labor that was going fine until about the 25th hour. And then the doctor came in and she said, you know, his heart rate's a little lower and you're going to, we're going to need to do a C-section. And so then I was like, oh, what? Like all this time? Because at the time I was like, gosh, it's been so long and now I'm going to have to do a C-section. You know, all the thoughts that like come through your head when you're told that. But I remember being told that and I was like, can you give me some time? She's like, I can give you like 30 minutes. That just knowledge, something about that. And then she left and I started moving. Yeah. Doing all of these things. Because I was fully prepared to be like, whatever to make the baby healthy. Yeah. Doesn't, that's, that's fine. But I was like, do. but yeah. if I can like move around, right. then let's try that. Yeah. So I did that and she came back in and go, oh, well, it you works. can purse. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. What's like, yeah. I don't know. I felt like going, to, I was like, how did we go? I don't know. That, that part to me was very weird. Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe this was it or maybe it wasn't, but I felt like we were on her time and then because we had hit a maximum time maybe she wanted me to like get the c-section to get it over with yeah. but i don't know I, I i mean i do think that happens yeah i, I, I yeah that's, i think it's well known that that's a common thing unfortunately yeah so yeah he was born and the cord um was around his neck and then so they had to you know they had to deal with that and then the meconium is it the meconium mm-hmm. yeah that had burst and so they had worried about aspiration so instead of they put him on me for a second and then they took him right away yeah and i didn't get to hear him i didn't hear the cry and yeah. for some whatever reason because of movies yeah. you always are like you're yeah. supposed to hear the baby cry yeah. so then i was like what's going on and it's like happening over there i can't see and that was like i just remember being very stressed like i was I didn't have control the whole pregnant like the whole yeah. labor I, I feel like you do all these things and you think you know and then you get to the labor and you're like this is nothing like yeah <laughs> this is nothing like what i thought you know kind of like motherhood right right that's like the beginning of like when it gets real and right. you're like oh shoot yeah everything i thought that was gonna go the way i thought it was gonna go is it's not, not going that way <laughs> yes. and then it just continues and then it never stops years <laughs> and more not just kidding but, but really that sense of feeling out of control control of mm-hmm. your body mm-hmm. you know for you mm-hmm. being that sick yeah started really right away yeah and I second birth I was like more in control mm-hmm. I was I want to stay home and labor as long as I can the first birth I was oh yeah. I've yeah. got contractions yeah. I guess yeah. we go now yeah so anyways I try I remember trying to walk and then we got to the end of the hall and uh, now I cannot walk back <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. that kind of pain, yeah. you know? Yep. And I, so I grew up, I actually um, didn't find out I had endometriosis till I was in my thirties. So I grew up with extreme periods, yeah, like cramps and all of that. And then I, I remember going through birth, like labor and being like, wow, I thought I knew pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause like my periods could take me out, like, right. lay, like on the floor, lay me right. out. This was like, more yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting cause I had similar, I didn't have endometriosis, but mm-hmm. I like really painful periods yeah. run in my family. Family. And so what was kind of what, what worked differently for me was I felt like I had a super high pain threshold. So yes. I didn't really pay attention. Yeah. Like, like, especially with Kendall's birth, mm-hmm. like I didn't, I waited until it got like real close yeah. to go time mm-hmm. because I, I you was had like, that oh, pain. You this knew. just feels like 
cramps. Yes. Like, you know, and, right. and then it was like, okay, now no. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> That's how I, I was yeah. like, this must be, we must be getting close because mm-hmm. uh, it got worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 But so that was the biggest difference between my first and second was the knowledge, right? Yeah. I like just being informed. Just being yeah. informed. Like I remember being at my house so much longer and my neighbor had come over to watch my um, oldest, mm-hmm. um, which was so nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have the support, cause after my first, I didn't have, my family didn't live in town. Kyle's parents were still like, we were in Bozeman, they were in Helena. So it was still far, you know? Yeah. And that was the biggest thing after the first was being, okay, I have this baby. I have to go back to work, all of these things. And I was trying to do it all. And yeah. I felt I didn't know how bad it could be, which is, you know, I always say, you, you hear people say, oh, you had a baby. You must be so happy. And I remember being like, I am in the darkest stages of my life. Like that was what I went through yeah. after that first baby, which was, again, I don't know if it's my mentality of being that type A person trying to like, like Kyle had a really busy job where he was gone, you know, 10 to 15 days at a time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fine. I can do this on my own. And I didn't accept help, which is now I'm like, I'm a pusher of like, if somebody has you like comes to offer you help, you take that help. Like, don't say no. I still to this day, I had one really good friend in hell or in Bozeman when we lived there, Katie. And I tell every podcast I do on like my birthing stories. I'm just like, she was the one who saved me because honestly, she would come over and just show up and be like, I'm either staying to help you do something or bring you food or I'll just do this and I'll leave. Hold the baby. And I, I, it makes me cry because that was like a really hard time. Yeah. Wow. See emotions. Yeah, dude. Well, because the thing about that is if you're, if you are a type A personality, like you have always been able to handle shit on Mm -hmm. your own. And like, this is the first time in your life that you can't. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it is momming mm-hmm. that you can't that you're supposed There's to know so how to do or shame around mm-hmm. it and like and you feel like everyone else in the whole world because there are so many moms mm-hmm. in the whole world who clearly have raised humans who are still alive like mm-hmm. billions yeah, of them are everywhere exactly. around you like it feels like you are the only person who can't figure it out mm-hmm. therefore you can't like tell anyone that you're not figuring it out no because so it would asking be for help seems really really hard and scary and like and I just kept thinking and maybe you did too like I will figure it out Mm -hmm. I just haven't yet right I just haven't like figured out the perfect formula yeah yet like I'm new at this like it's just it's just day three I'll figure it out exactly yeah and then like it just keeps getting harder and harder yeah and like especially if your partner is totally gone yes you are (laughs) like totally alone and isolated and like which prior to having a child it was fine exactly prior to it I was like oh yeah I could do this and you still think it will be yeah and it isn't and it wasn't and I was breastfeeding so and I was pumping a lot and I, which I'm so thankful. My best friend was a lactation consultant who lives in California, but she, I would call her and she was the best help. She actually led to my son be, getting his frenulum clipped, yeah. which I don't, I didn't even never heard of that. That happened while we were at the hospital, like within 24 hours of his birth. She said, that's what it is. She, I had, they did it. And, it, and then he was like latched and we were doing breastfeeding. And so that was like amazing. Yeah, And then what I ended up having was high lipase. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. So, oh God. And I was going back to work. And so when you go back to work and you're breastfeeding mom, the whole thing is you need to build up your supply, you know, like freezer stash. So I had done all the work and then, oh, he's not drinking it. What the heck? I called my friend. She was like, taste it. And so I tasted it and she was like, does it taste like soap? I was like, yeah. She was like, that's lipase. She was like, you're going to have to either all the stuff that you have, he's not going to drink all of it all of it yes and this was the most heartbreaking one of the most heartbreaking things i've ever heard all of the supply i had built up for the going back to work trash well trash for him because he wouldn't drink it and then i had to from then on scald it after pumping so scald it ice bath and then freeze it it was just oh my god dude. oh my god so i'm at my work after i had gone back pumping going to the break room scalding it in this like little machine that they you can get putting it in ice water and then putting it in the fridge like at my work which by the way 
it's already one thing to pump at work. Seriously. (laughs) To fit it in. I was working while pumping. You know, I was, oh my God, I pumped in a news car. I I will like, I look back at this time and I am glad that I survived because I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Right? Oh. That's so hard. Like, that is, that's so much. Having my kid at daycare, I'd have to go in because he wouldn't drink the bottle, so I'd have to nurse him and go back, like, during work. And it was just becoming this whole thing with my, like, coworkers. And I, like, I know, I, you know, I was getting my work done, but it was also me, like, having to be, like, run, 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 you know? And so, and then when he got sick, which everybody knows when they take their newborns to daycare or they're, like, right you know young children young infants to daycare they they get sick yeah and he was getting sick all the time and obviously kyle was gone right i was the only one who could take him (gasps) that was a mess that's a hard time i survived i survived you survived but whoa that's a lot (laughs) that was a mess yeah Yeah. i look back on that i'm like yeah i'm glad that's like done (laughs) right the second was a lot better we had like moved to helena had family around and that really ultimately like changed everything well i mean you just i think you just learn that there's no way you can do it alone no like for me it was like i exhausted Mm -hmm. every possibility of trying to do it alone until i just and that's how i am yeah yeah. i'm like let me learn a lesson the hardest way possible (laughs) like and let me do 12 iterations of how hard it could be and then i'm like okay i guess that doesn't work right like (laughs) <laughs> that's right. what I did with Kyla for sure and, yeah. and anything really where I have to accept help from other people yes. like I don't know why but that's how I am I'm yeah and now that I have learned that lesson like it's a lot easier for me to accept help yes. in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and I've realized how much like other people also benefit from you letting them help yes you know what i mean i say that all the time right Mm -hmm. instead of feeling like oh it'll be such a burden to so-and-so like we know how much it feels good to help other moms like Mm -hmm. we know how good it feels to be able to like do things to support people who have been in hard places and like and also like getting help from a lactation consultant getting help from people who know what the hell they're talking about like you're not supposed to know you just gave birth. Exactly. It's a new thing. Like mm-hmm. you, that was you know, the hardest how part many for me. like books you read yeah. or whatever, like nothing, like all babies are different. This yeah. is not a new idea I'm coming up with. No. But like really, truly, there it's are people who yeah. have seen lots of different babies mm-hmm. and therefore know how to help you with yours. Probably, maybe. Hopefully. Right. And you have to say those things. Yeah, I I always get frustrated about the the whole like follow-ups with your doctor. Wow, it's been like this many weeks. I feel like I don't even matter after the birth. Like we, right. I know you've talked about that too. That time was like the worst time for me. And I look back at photos and I'm like, I'm a shell of a human in those photos. Right. I'm Same. a shell. Just a shell. Same. It was the hardest. Whew. It was so hard. Yeah. And and we got through it. And I don't want other moms to get through it like that. I don't either. And that's why that's why I, the biggest reason I'm always like wanting to talk about it, because I'm like, if I had only heard that there are these other stories like right. I only knew so many people and like none of none of the people I had been around really breastfed none of them like tried to breastfeed and go back to work and then you know all of these things I was just like why did I know there were more than like one way to do this I felt like I don't know yeah. I felt like I just didn't as someone who loves information I just didn't have all of the information totally I didn't, yeah well because like in mainstream media too like all the information isn't it's I think it's better now yes. even just a few years later mm-hmm. but like the information isn't out there as much. It's still just a lot of like picture perfect. This is, Mm -hmm. it should be the happiest time in your life stuff, which is the most painful messaging you can possibly like call up when you're feeling so scared and down and dark and out of control. It's just like, Oh great. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is what it's looking Mm -hmm. like at my house. Like I don't even have the energy to shower today. Exactly. And like the thing for me, you could have this idea that you want to go back to work, but it can change. You know, it can that can change after the child is born, like think situations happen and you have to pivot. And I ended up completely pivoting to what I wanted to do. And it's finally like stabilizing again. But for a while, 
you know, I was doing stay-at-home mom slash going back to school. I tried, like, being a medical coder, you guys, mm-hmm. which is funny because that's not what I studied. I completely picked a different path to try and be home, yeah. working from home, totally. you know? And I, well, my mom did that. And so I was like, oh, I could do that and work from home. That'll be it. And then I afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, I'm working so much on studying all of these new things. And that's not the path I need to go down. Yeah. But I felt like so much pressure right. to be working. Right. and. But you like, were trying. You I didn't give trying. up. You were trying yeah. to figure it out. It was just, um, no. yeah. I think the pressure to be this one certain way. Yeah. When you are a human being that's different from the next human being. So don't try and be something that fits in a box. Your box might not be a box. It might be a circle. Who knows? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and also like just letting go of the idea that your identity is going to remain the same after yeah. you have a baby that it was before. Mm-hmm. Like the same stuff that worked before might not work anymore. Right. And the same things that defined you before yes. might not define you anymore. And mm-hmm. you might have to get like, you might have to like radically change. Right. Who you are, how you do things, like Mm -hmm. who you depend on, what life looks like. Exactly. Your partner might have to get a different job. Uh, You You might have to move closer to your family. You might have to beg them to move closer (laughs) to you. Like you might have (laughs) to hire a therapist and go weekly. Oh my God. Yes. You know, which is the other thing. Yeah. Like that, that's where I ended up down the path of like medication therapy, all of those things, because I just had so much going on I was like what is I can't do this alone I need like like someone who can help me talk through this and I wasn't getting that so I finally did and it's like changed my life for like so much better like my family life my marriage life that's another thing we didn't even talk about like the change of a marriage like I know that was like the most difficult time for Kyle and I and I talk about it all the time I'm like I understand completely why marriage is in there is no doubt in my mind that we you know we could have been the next one to do that you know like easily for sure if I and it was a lot of me changing things and I my dad got sick and everything and I went through depression for that and just anxiety so uh, Mm -hmm. all of that I needed to find ways to get out of it but I had a my partner thank goodness did work for me work with me um and help me through that but we could have ended up just another couple that got divorced easily because it's hard yeah I mean that I that's yeah. me I mean like, that was how, that's how I feel like yeah any I anytime I hear that I'm like I get it yeah like I I, I see that for sure yeah yeah and I mean both both people have to be really invested in doing mm-hmm. something really yeah and no matter what like even if you there i don't believe that there's such a thing of saying like this partner is broken this partner's not like not at all you know what i mean like one person might be struggling more with a Mm -hmm. certain during a certain time or a certain thing but like both people have to be willing to look at themselves absolutely really examine and that is no easy feat at any time in life Mm -mm. but when you have littles and you're like sleep deprived and you're just like trying to like keep your head above water like it is a crucial time to do the work right and the hardest time to do the work exactly so like, it's like, i feel like the most like that's when people like relationship counseling should be like the full throttle but then again it's like when do you fit that right. in right i mean and then you have to call and help again like exactly. the only way that i could go to therapy when kyla was a baby yeah. is i had like the sweetest dearest friend oh my god who said like now i'm gonna get emotional because yeah. without her like i don't know what i would have done but she was like just bring her over. Yes. It's an hour a week, Claire. Yes. Like, just bring her over. And I'm already at home like, yeah. with my kids. Like, she can just hang with us. Like, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And there were so many times where I was like, oh, like, I don't want to pack the diaper bag. Right. I don't want to, like, do, do the thing. I don't even want to go to this counseling mm-hmm. appointment. It's hard. I don't want to do it. I'm tired. Yeah. Like, and but I I knew I had to. Mm-hmm. And, and even just having a friend yes. who was like you have to you have to see that was that's super important too I, I yeah like, having some sort of it doesn't have to be your part your husband your partner it could be a friend just somebody yeah know? or like a few people mm-hmm. like just i'm like constantly like when moms are struggling i'm like what is your support work yes is support network look Who, like? like yeah like just build, in it just build one and and mm-hmm. just build one that you trust and it can like it can include your therapist mm-hmm. it can, can include like a close friend that you trust like if you have a parent who yeah. is dependable and can be there for you, like, and even if you don't have anyone, I mean, find people in town, whether yes. they're professionals, but even if you don't have someone in town, like 
find another mom you can call once a week and just be like exactly yeah dude like is this hard or right like am i going crazy or right what? yes talk through it. like the, <laughs> you know? i went i took my babies to like the library they had the books yes. and babies things yes. lifeline that was a lifeline Seriously. for me honestly when i think of the darkest i'm like that was one of my lifelines that kept me above the water. And I, I still, to I, like, I remember when COVID was happening, thinking about all the moms out there because I was like, holy crap. Seriously. None of them have anywhere to go. That was what, that's how I live. That's yeah. how I survived. Same. What are they, that was, that was my, that was the scariest time. I was just like, we got all these new moms and they are not, they have nothing. Yeah. Which I don't know how most of them did. I know. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually at the library right now recording this. And this is the library where I brought Kyla and Kendall yeah. when they were little and I just remember being like because it's every day yeah at a certain mm-hmm. time in the morning yeah. and it's like that one thing that you're like well at least we'll have that today. yes like if it was gonna be a really hard day we're like oh. at least we'll like get out and go to that and it was only an hour or something and I remember the most comforting times being like when other people's kids would like break the f down and you would watch them like deal with that and navigate that and you could kind of be like oh like give some support and just like just watch people like mm-hmm. handle a tantrum you know even yeah. if it totally sucked and like you felt bad for them of course but you're like oh thank god I'm not like, the only one you're not the only one mm-hmm. who like gives me your, chills. your kids are like mad that you brought goldfish instead of pretzels or whatever you know and that I just feel like that stuff is so important and it, it seems is. small. It does. But it's like so major. I, to this day, I like think back on that and just be like, thank God that was what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have not survived yeah. legitimately, probably. I mean, you know, yeah, it was dark. When I say like, when I talk yeah. about that, I just, I make light of a lot of things. And that's, I'm like a very, uh, that's how I deal with hard stuff because I grew up with some hard stuff and I have a tendency to like be comedy or like ha 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 but yeah when it gets rough it gets rough and you have to find those things or it's gonna get worse yeah same getting getting help like you and I both did Mm -hmm. finally yeah (laughs) finally (laughs) yeah it allows us to do this work that we do now Mm -hmm. and it allows it like the healing that we've both been through Mm -hmm. like it has made us both really passionate advocates for other moms Mm -hmm. and for making sure that like moms know that it's okay Mm -hmm. to like to not be okay like that's such a cliche saying but it's really important to know and and it like allows us to laugh now Mm -hmm. like I don't think think about if you were you or I hadn't gotten help right like we wouldn't be okay no no yeah I just wouldn't have made it out of it and there are like not to get real heavy but the reason part of the reason that HMHB exists is because like the statistics for moms in this country like aren't getting better like Mm -mm. Suicide and overdose are still the number one, like, Mm -hmm. cause of death for moms in the first year Mm -hmm. postpartum. And, like, that, I can't, I still can't ever say that without just, like, being, yeah, I feel the same. Because you and I know, like, how dark it can get. Yeah. And and so, I like, any mom listening, like, Brooke and I both are just, Mm -hmm. like, pleading that you hook up with resources, um, get help. Even if you don't have the energy to, like, get, like, reach out to resources, just find, like, one person Mm -hmm. to tell. You yes. Know. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. why I loved working with you and with healthy mothers, healthy babies, because it is it having gone through what I did on my story and my journey. Like I, I want whoever finds themselves in those positions to find, find something, find a story that gets to you and says, Oh, I'm not the only one like mm-hmm. to get out of that because yep. it is hard. And it, honestly, like, it will I mean even if even if you are in that dark space like telling someone there is a light I I get it like you you're like who cares it's way over there I can't see that light it is there you just have to like have the help get through the dark you know it's like borrow someone's flashlight yeah (laughs) like yeah and really and the resources that exist to help moms like because this time is so intense and it is so hard to muster extra energy to reach out for help like the resources like postpartum support international we will put all these in the show notes yes. for this episode like they know how hard it is so like you just make one phone call yes and then someone else connects you to all the resources yes like, that's why lifts online exist that's why like these resources are very very readily available because i know that even for me today it is hard to try to find a therapist yes like really hard completely that's one of the biggest i swear that took like 
there's no no availability which okay so that's a good thing right because people are getting help yeah however it's also a discouraging factor mm-hmm. because you're like well it, for me that was the mm-hmm. worst i kept pushing it off yeah kept pushing oh i'll find totally. one yep. i'll find one yep. i'll get to it yep. they're yep. not available now i'll get to it don't say that go go to your doctor yeah. and have them like list all the possibilities have them help you find because they will that was a thing that i didn't even know i went to my doctor and i because at that point i had hit the floor it hit rock bottom i got medication which you know again that's something that's like not talked about ever and yeah. i will say to this day i i got on it yep don't have any regrets same no shame no yep. you know like yeah absolutely no shame yep uh it can help honestly so yeah. if you if you need those use the tools available because they're there you just yeah. have to say something yeah yep amen yes. sister <sighs> I saw how bad it can get. Yeah. And when you live through that, you don't want pe- other people to go through that. It's <laughs> like, true. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. And you miss out on your kids. Yes. And that's so hard. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they miss out on you. Yeah. Not like, not a guilt thing, but like no. the sooner that you can get help and the sooner that you can get better, the less time you'll lose. Yes. And like, even if it's late in the game, cause like, you know, and then we'll wrap up cause we could go on all yes. day. But like, even if it's late in the game, like, I got better and then I got worse again. Yes. And then I got better and like, like it's not a linear thing. It's right? not. And no, so yeah. there might be times where like you have to again ask like for help and like and say like, okay, I got better and things were okay for a while and then boom, I got hit with this and mm-hmm. like now I'm back and I need help again and that's okay. Like once you know that help exists and that it it is there, like there's no shame in like you don't have to be like, oh man, I thought I was better. Now, right. like now it's all for nothing. You know, like it builds and and it, it's important to know that you might need it again. And like, and it's not ever too late to get help. No, I'm in a, I'm still in a trial and error period. <laughs> yeah. For me, I grew up, the way I grew up and the things that I experienced with my parents' relationship and how anger issues were present there, I it went, it came down to me and I talk about generational mm-hmm. passing the generational traumas. And I'm all, I'm like, it's going to stop with me. And if it doesn't stop with me, at least I can talk through my kids about this is what I've been through. Yeah. I don't want you to continue that. So here's where I'm, here's how I'm changing this. Yeah. Here's how you can, you know, because yep. you're going to make mistakes. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I yell and then I go back and I go and I try and say I did something wrong. But yep. again, like med- medications, therapists, all of that mm-hmm. help. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, we balanced it. We did. We did toothpaste in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Depression. Depression. Medication. Anxiety. Medication. Yeah. I wanted to talk about all that. I feel like you, when you get into these conversations you can like go on for hours and hours because there's just so much there there is so much there and there's Uh, a lot to be said and mm -hmm. we don't get the chance to talk about it no for a lot of reasons but mostly because we're all really busy yes you know i'm in a group text with some of my mom friend girlfriends and i feel like that's one of the things that gets me through some days we the things we like share with each other this is what i'm going through with like just for them to be like i hear you right not even like just send you a gif or something or a gif whatever they are a meme yeah Yeah. (laughs) like get you through the day honestly it's it's so helpful yeah and people sometimes feel bad like joking about their kids or whatever like yeah know like even last night i with the recorder like i was like oh like i remember how stoked i was when i like had a recorder even though the sound is terrible (laughs) like it i like i was like it's only gonna be six months from now that i'm like remembering like oh how innocent it was to want to nail mary had a little lamb right like and so i do it's like always like i want to hold on to these moments and that sound is going to drive me through the roof. <laughs> so you have to have it's people a, yeah. who, who understand how much you love your kids. Yes. And how Absolutely. those things can drive you insane. Exactly. And not like, shame you for being in the thick of it. You know, you want somebody to be like, I get it. Or like, or whatever, like whatever it takes to get you through it. You have it, to you know? be able to laugh. You yes. have to be able to laugh about uh-huh. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, folks. That's Brooke. Yay. And me. I'm so glad thing. I got to talk with you. Thank you. And and yeah. on behalf of all of us at Mother Love Brooke, mm. thank you for the work that you do. Oh, and like I'm just I'm like so honored <laughs> that you're the one who listens to all these episodes and like 
doctors them up and like that you get it and there's there's never a moment where i'm sending you an episode and i'm like oh this is going to be such a drag Mm -mm. you know but like you get it and you understand Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm i'm so grateful for you and i'm so grateful that this connection happened yay yay okay Thank you to our incredible editor and producer, Brooke Boone Miller, for sharing her gifts with us. She is a mom and she gets it. And for that, we are so grateful. If you are seeking supportive parenting resources, please visit hmhb-lifts.org, an online guide meant to connect Montana families to services and programs throughout the state. It's okay not to be okay. Help is within reach and you don't have to go this alone. We promise. And if Mother Love speaks to you as much as we hope it does, please consider supporting this project by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with your network, and or writing us a quick review. We are passionate about getting these stories out into the world, and we need you to help us spread the word. Oh, and just one more thing. We know a lot of moms who are really fired up about creating change in the maternal health care world. If you feel inspired to make a donation to this movement, please go to hmhb-mt.org slash donate or click the link in the show notes. Even just a 5 or $10 donation can make a huge difference. Imagine a future where mothers and caregivers feel supported, seen, and heard as they carry out the most important work of their lives.